Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Live with Heidi and Heather show. I am Heidi Esther, joyful purpose mentor and author and mama and all that stuff. And I am Heather Cox, happiness expert and today and every day Enneagram enthusiast. Woohoo! Yes. And we are here to pump you up with, with stories, Enneagram knowledge. Yeah. With Enneagram knowledge. Yes, specifically. <laughs> And along with that will come true stories, lessons, and tools to get you to more joy and freedom, which is the Enneagram is all about. Oh, amen to that. Mm -hmm. Come for the combo and stay for the ridiculously cute dog cameos, which I don't have today because my daughter's home and watching my dogs. Yay! Do eight (laughs) things at once. Only seven things at once today. Excellent. Excellent. (sighs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and... uh, Get the show started. Oh, yeah? Let's get the party started. We, we've All got a right. lot to do today. Okay. So, so first, go. All right. So first I'm going to talk through, uh, I'm having a series of discussions and uh, Heather was willing to, you know, bring it to the show about through the looking glass. So <laughs> the through the looking glass discussions are a series of discussions about different ways that you can look at yourself and, you know, uncover different pieces of your personality, the way you do things, why you do things so that you can grow and know yourself more badass. And so I'm like, what a better tool than Enneagram. And I've been just delighted and inspired in my life in so many ways since getting to know Heather and the Enneagram and Thanks. oh, you're welcome. And so <laughs> I am just, I'm just delighted to uh, share a discussion and we have even more awesomeness today. We have four special guests. So we're going to be hardcore Brady Bunch style here, supporting each other and learning about the, what is the Enneagram for all different? Some people know their numbers and some people don't. So it's kind of just going to be like this curious little, we're going to just jump down the rabbit hole of the Enneagram and see what we can find out today. Yes. So Heather is going to start us out with an overview. We're going to meet some absolutely fabulous ladies and talk all Enneagram. And then you are going to get tools and uh, links if you want to further your Enneagram knowledge from uh, an Enneagram class that Heather has, as well as a one-on-one coaching um, little little session, a little 30-minute session. So, all right, Heather, let's get started. Take us, okay. take us into the Enneagram. Like what, like <clears throat> there's, I can tell you there's so many different ways to rhyme the Enneagram that are also confusing because the Enneagram, like who came up with that name? And because, you know, you think of like all sorts of other grams you're like what is that so so talk to me heather oh gosh i wasn't expecting you to make me explain why it's called Enneagram. you don't you don't have to do that <laughs> just like what is the enneagram like the, like overview of what is it and you know the, the name comes from um and we're not going to show this here but there's actually like a a graphic design of nine numbers with the number nine on top and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and they all connect with lines and it creates a geometrical design. Ooh, all right. So that's, that's cool. the fancy part. And the lines are actually important, but we're not going to get into that just yet. 
So what the Enneagram is, is it's nine personality types. Uh, it's a typing system. But what makes it different from all the other personality typing systems out there is that it just doesn't say you're introverted and you like pickles or, you know, whatever the rest of them say. Um, but this one- You only actually, like speaking to trees. That's right. You, you would right. rather just live with trees. And um, so the reason that, I'm going to close my email out here, that um, it's so special is that it is a living, breathing system that once you figure out your Enneagram number, you know- what your driving motivation is in life that is kind of the foundation for all the decisions you make. Mm -hmm. And then once I you know that. that, you can then start observing yourself and making changes. So a lot of people complain, like, I don't want to be put in a box. I don't want to be labeled. The thing is, is you already are labeled. You're already in that box. And once you learn your Enneagram number, you can start working. It's a, and it's a good box though. It's a, it's a, it's a box that you are. It's like you created it. You're just realizing what it is that any, right. You're realizing what it is, yeah. but then you can start to go outside of that box and become Ooh. who you fully are. Mm. You become kind of like healthier. Like I would say like yes. in my journey, I've become like, I've always been my Enneagram number, but I'm just in like a healthy version of it. Right. Now. now I understand why I have like when I fall down and I have meltdowns or like I get spicy. Right. Um, now I know why. Like I'm exactly. like, oh, that's because in my two blah, blah, so, blah. Yeah, yeah. So that motivation that you have um, doesn't limit you in your life anymore. Because the idea is that when you were young, life was much more simple. And you developed this motivation to help keep yourself safe and feel loved. But when you got older, say the 20s specifically, those little rules that you created for yourself, they don't work anymore. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So like, as we'll just start with the Enneagram one, the one, um, which is called the perfectionist. And they're uh, rational and idealistic. They're principled, purposeful self-controlled and perfectionistic. Um, and their whole motivation is they want to be good. It is like a, a, a knife in their chest, in their heart to, to ever be bad, to do something wrong. So this is the best example. Cause when you're a little kid, all the rules are defined. You know exactly what yeah, you like need other to do people, to other people give you like this, this box, right? That's not Instagram right. box. That's just like a box. Mm -hmm. Like these are your rules and this, and you learn yeah. how to cope, right? You learn how to cope with your life and succeed in your life. Right. And because the, the rules are very simple. Yeah. 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 You don't hit people. You, you do your homework, you know, you listen to your mom and dad and say what they say. It's very you simple. You eat your but vegetables. You eat yeah. your vegetables. Right. But then when you go out into the big world and you're like, Oh wait, all the rules are different out here. And and so it just it doesn't work as well anymore. So that's what is going on with the Enneagram. And so <clears throat> what I'd like to do is um go quickly through a little description of each number. And as I do that, um just kind of listen all of you listeners out there and notice if anything kind of resonates with you or if all of a sudden you're like no that might be your number. So <laughs> a lot of Visceral times you're like, I don't, are important. yes. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, I don't want to be that number. I'm that number. And that's okay. You know, um, because it is who you are and it, and all the numbers are beautiful. 
Okay, so we already did the one. The okay. two, the helper is caring and interpersonal, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. There's good and bad. Um, the three, the entrepreneur is pragmatic and success-oriented, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. The four, the romantic, is sensitive and withdrawn, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. A lot of people say the fours are the drama. (laughs) The five is the investigator, intense and cerebral, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Uh, These are all like extreme kind of definitions, um, just so you know. The six, the questioner, is committed and security-oriented, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. This is very exciting, isn't it? The seven is the enthusiast. They're busy and fun-loving, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. They're kind of the tiggers of the Enneagram, and they're also kind of the ADD of the Enneagram. Uh, Then eight is the leader, powerful and dominating, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. They're the ones on the Enneagram that have no problem with confrontation. And then that doesn't mean they like confrontation. They have no problem doing it. And then the nine, the peacemaker, easygoing, self-effacing, receptive, reassuring, and agreeable and complacent. And so then each one of those numbers has their motivation. Remember I said that each number has a motivation that kind of drives all the decisions they make in their life. And the one is they want to be a good person. The two, the helper is that they want to to be loved and they want to be needed. The three, they want to be successful, seen as successful. The four, they are really driven at being authentic and um, and uh, unique, authentic and unique. The five is they want to um, gather all the information that they can. The more information they can, the more safe they feel. The six is very fear-driven. They're the fear-based one in the Enneagram. And so safety is their main concern about everything. They're the ones that walk in and see all the exits. You know, they have like everything they need in their car in case they break down. Those are the six. They have the disaster plan. For They're the disaster plan. Yes. When, when, the, when the pandemic happened, they were like, I knew it. And I'm ready. <laughs> this is my pandemic website. Boom. Is- <laughs> I already bought the hand sanitizer. Suckers. Right. Yeah. I've got I've got toilet paper. So much toilet paper already. Um, the sevens are Check like out my the bomb shelter. <laughs> and then uh the sevens, they um are really they just don't want to be in any type of emotional pain. So they're constantly moving toward experiences. The eight, um, they are very much um, don't want to be seen as weak um, and so or, or vulnerable. And so they're constantly having this kind of persona of being strong, which they are. They're very strong and they believe that they have control of their world. And then the nine, the peacemaker, uh, they're completely against confrontation and they want to keep everything peaceful in their life. Um, they don't like big waves, good or bad. They want to keep everything harmonious. And because of that, they are really adverse to confrontation. And that is the speed round of the Enneagram. And it's 11-11. And there will be. Awesome. There will be no (laughs) quizzes at the end. But I will say my daughter, 
my daughter who is a nine, she will say, I'll be like, Hey Barbara, what do you want for dinner? And she'll say whatever anybody else wants. And then yep. I say, too bad. You have to have an opinion. And then, and then they go. A, yeah. <laughs> no, but one day she gave me a thank you note. She's like, thank you for taking my ideas into consideration. And that was big. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's on the healthy. Sweet. She's in the healthy, like yes, fringes of the, of the Niners. Yes. So okay. So all right. So we are, we are gonna have people <clears throat> on, and uh, everyone's gonna kind of introduce themselves. I'll, I'll guide you all through it. Don't worry. I'll guide yeah. you through. Yeah, and I'm just here for you know color commentary and all that kind of stuff. All right, here we go. Woohoo! We're going Brady Bunch style. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Okay, I love it. I love it. Hello, everybody. Everybody, wave. Hello. Hello, lovely ladies. Okay, so I'm going to go around to each person first. If you know your number, say it and and your name, even though we can read it, but say who you are, um, your Enneagram number if you know it, and how you're taking care of yourself today. So let's start with Jackie. Miss Jackie, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Jackie Woods. Uh, I am a two on the Enneagram scale. Um, I'm also married to a six, so I can talk about what that's like because there are definitely things we we have to work out together. Um, some, some challenges, there are challenges. There are <laughs> as well as things that you complement with each other. Yes, as well, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and um, how am I taking care of myself today? Um, Besides this, I'm going to stay quiet today because I was at the Avalanche Games last night, so my voice is kind of scratchy. I forgot about that. I should have warned you. No yelling. No ye- and I was yelling quite a bit. I bet. I bet you were. There was yelling at our house as well. And the cat was like, I hate I hate it. Um, okay. All right. So next we have Marla. Uh, Marla, are you there? No. Uh, issues okay. with Marla. We were, well, we were trying to fix it earlier. Okay. So um, Marla, if you don't mind, I will say Marla. Oh, man. Marla is not sure what her number is. Correct? Okay. Um, and so I'm going to come back to you in a moment. And so how you're taking care of yourself today, give yourself a hug. <laughs> And Marla, if you want, you can put it in our internal chat and Mm -hmm. um, I can also introduce you and let people know how you're taking care of yourself today. Yes. So, um, because you know Marla better, is there something you would like to say that you love about Marla? I love so many things about Marla. She's been going on her own personal fierce, badass internal journey to find her inner inner happy and inner glow and in in the pandemic she she started the pandemic by uh kind of just saying you know i don't want to be a teacher anymore and then she was like you know what? i'm going to be an event planner in the beginning of the pandemic that was like oh <laughs> and then before you know it she was pivoting again courageously into do so she's an animal lover hard core And she makes these fabulous local uh, treats for cats and dogs. And she also Mm -hmm. does some other like other toysies kind of things. And so she is working on just getting her word out. And she's been on like our local news and uh, all sorts of great stuff. So she's been on like a really courageous 
internal and professional journey at the same time. So I can't imagine how much sleep I would need if I was in your shoes, Marla, to recuperate like 18 hours a day or something. Um, But you seem to have energy for miles. So excellent. Um, So, yeah. So Marla says she's been taking care of herself with music, time with her pets, podcasts and yoga. Oh, I love that. Got it. Let us know what your favorite pod is, Marla, when you get a chance. All right. And then um, I think next, yes, is Kelly. Kelly, introduce yourself, please. Yeah. So my name is Kelly Skinner, and I am the driving force behind Soul Care. And we are, um, so it was Soul Care Urban Retreat Center, but right now I don't have a a specific urban retreat center space um, because I'm in a period of transition. But uh, basically, Soul Care is all about um, helping people find tools and resources and community around spiritual wellness and self-care and living authentically. Nice. Um, I love that. So um, I am an Enneagram 8, and most of the time, uh, I try to be a healthy Enneagram 8. and what am I doing to take care of myself today? Uh, I had a, uh, a counseling appointment this morning. So wow. that um, is a lot of really good self-care for me. That is and an excellent, very healthy Enneagram 8 thing to do. <laughs> Not many 8s <laughs> will do that. <clears throat> and uh, I am surrounding myself with amazing people and women um, today through this call. And I have two other calls this afternoon. Um, And so I'm just surrounding myself with people who just bring light and love into the world. Excellent. I love that. Mm -hmm. And, and for those of you um, who are like, why would you say that about an eight going to counseling? Um, Because, (laughs) and I went all through of it very quickly. So I'll say the eight um, is afraid of being vulnerable and showing weakness and going to a counseling session is pretty much the ultimate vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and so I think that is excellent. Well done. Thank you very much. Good and job. we have incredible strength in our vulnerability when we yes, can allow we do. It. That mm-hmm. is the biggest thing for AIDS to learn is that mm-hmm. there's strength and vulnerability. And it's through all of vulnerability that we really learn to connect to people and, and find trust with other people Mm -hmm. is through that vulnerability. So Mm -hmm. nice. I love that. Could you come talk to my husband later? I would be happy to. (laughs) I'll pound some sense into him. (laughs) I feel like you you could see eye to eye with him. Yes. He he is an eight and and Mm -hmm. he's a healthy eight, but counseling is not in his, uh, Mm -hmm. in his wheelhouse yet. No, yet. No. So I'm pretty much his counseling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, and I do have to say my spouse is a one. So oh. um, I understand that, that strong force of will. Yes. Um, with your partner. Um, my best friend and her husband is an eight one combo. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. All right. Last but not least at all is Lori. So Lori, please introduce yourself. Hello everyone. I'm Lori Herbers. I am a spiritual well, relationship and spiritual love coach, just messed that up. Mm-hmm. I am a one, so I don't even care about perfectionism anymore. Messed it up, whatever. Um, 
broke out of that box. Um, yeah, this is new to me. I have a friend that does this and it's hilarious to watch her. She even does the Marvel characters by their number. Um, oh, how fun, Jackie. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but self-care. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have been super busy. So I've had to be very purposeful about giving myself a day off and just hanging out here with my cats, one on each side because they can't be by each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're... Um, so you're you're an Enneagram one, mm-hmm. yes, and and so um, what I heard you just say is that you have to make sure you take time off. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just keep on going. I'll burn myself out. Yeah, there's because the list never ends, does it? No, no. The to do list. Um, ones are famous for their to do lists and marking those lists off. And it's very difficult to, um, well, talk about, talk about it's time to go to bed at night and your list isn't done. Oh, I'll go to bed. No, I've already broke that box. I ripped my box all up. So what, so in your twenties, was that different? Uh, honestly, in my twenties, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't care. I was, I'm, I've always been flying by the seat of my pants kind of person. Mm Mm-hmm. But then that has to go back to abuse in childhood that I was stuck in a box for so long that yeah. was forced upon me. It wasn't my box um, yeah. that I just was because uh, I was told I was stupid. So I never allowed myself to even plan or make a list because I wasn't smart enough to have a list. Right. I wasn't going anywhere anyway. So I just, you know, sw- I just winged it every day. <laughs> Do you feel like all the layers of like your childhood kind of just like masked, masked up your, your any Grammy-ness? I think, yes. I think it just, well, the perfectionism piece was uh, basically flipped into a need for someone to love me. So I tried to be that good girl that, so maybe, maybe if I was perfect, yes, I would get love. Right. Exactly. If you're, if you were good, and you were perfect, then people would love you. That's 100% the definition mm-hmm. of a one. Yep. Yep. Because yep. we're all looking for love and security. It's how we think that we're achieving that, that is mm-hmm. the motivation that defines each of the numbers. So um, so if I'm a nine. I haven't said that yet. I'm a nine on the Enneagram. And so in order for myself to feel loved and safe, I pretty much try to make myself invisible. And let everybody else do their thing and have their show, you know? Um, And so that's what um, nines do to feel safe. And it's our big goal to say um, my presence matters and um, stand up and go and shine our light. That's our big goal. So um, if you are watching and you know your Enneagram number, we would love to have you put that in the comments. So um, that would be so fun. Okay. And even if you don't want it, don't or don't know your Enneagram number, we'll have uh, some resources for you. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So I think we should try to see if Marla's uh, microphone is uh, happening or or what. I'm going to try to unmute her and see. Marla, are you talking or registering? Oh, she says she doesn't hear anything. Oh no, that's right. even worse. All right. So I will I will work I will work on her uh on that with her. Okay. Right now so I'm gonna so we have um 
uh, two ones. No, that's not true. We have a one, we have a two, we have an eight, and then we have Heidi, who's a two, and then we um, have me, who's a nine, okay? Um, so my first thing I want to say, does anybody, um, and then we have a husband who's a six, eight, um, <laughs> if anybody, does anybody else know what their uh, partners or best friends or anybody? Um, uh, that's right. You said you're, uh, um, was it a husband? I, sh- I didn't want to assume. Is a one? Yes, my, my my husband is a one. You have one. Okay. Um, okay, cool. So um Jackie, you mentioned that your husband is a six, and the six mm-hmm. is the uh the fear-based one. Security is their main mm-hmm. main concern. Also, sixes are known for their need to um make decisions based on the greater good community and the safety of the community is really important to them because with community comes safety mm-hmm. as well. Um, so, and then you're a two, um, which means that um, you really love people. You enjoy helping people. So that um, I'm just going to throw this out there and I'm going to let you take it over. Having the two and the six together, you both really work well with that because you're both concerned um, about other people and their well-being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So take it from there. What else goes on with a two and a six? Um, I think that really manifests for us um, is that we have helped our friends when they've needed help. So we mm-hmm. uh, we had one friend who was kind of lost in his life, um, uh, was almost homeless. So we had him come live with us for for about six months. Um, so uh, he, we, we like to help out our friends as much as we can. And that, that helps my need of helping a, a person, um, helping people. Um, it helps build strength in community, um, which he is very big about. Um, he is always out there um, hustling and trying to make friends with everybody just to bring that community into um the spaces we're at a lot um, where it becomes a problem is he can also be indecisive in what's trying to find what's best for the community. <laughs> yes. It, Cause remember um, a sixes are fear-based and they're uh, doubting. So they're always doubting themselves and they're doubting others. And so it's difficult to make a decision. In fact, in one podcast, they asked a six, what do you trust? And they said, I trust my doubt. <laughs> and, and I, I, I would say he would say he would agree with that. Um, that something as simple as, you know, uh, our family is our community. So it's just he and I, but it's, it's a community in and of itself. Just something as simple as buying a DVD player or a Blu-ray he spent six hours one time trying to decide what Blu-ray player he wanted. Um, and any big purchase he makes, car, house, he is very indecisive about it for weeks. Whether he's doing the right thing, will it be good for us? And and I usually have to step in and say, it's okay. We're going to let me help you and that's where my, my two comes in. Let me help you make this decision. Let's mm-hmm. list the pros and cons. Let's um, see what's right for us. What uh, helps both our needs. 
Um, he can he can be a little batty sometimes, but yeah. And he and he is. You also add in the. <laughs> For him, he's very cut and dry. Um, he's very has uh, a lot of morals. Um, mm-hmm. Last night, I had to yell at him because he was uh, angry at, that the refs weren't calling penalties at the Avs game, <laughs> and he was like, "They they should lose their job for that." <laughs> He was like, did he not see that that guy had his knee on his neck? He should be punished and lose his job for that. And yes. I'm like, it's okay, dear. We'll just, just come on. Let's, let's move on. You got to let it Right. Go. That he was just like focused on that as opposed to the game yeah. in general. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So, but um, for me, um, he is, he is also very good though about seeing, and, and dealing with my two-ness. Um, mm-hmm. He is also, um, because I'll have an issue where um, I'll be like, whatever you want to do, we'll just do what I, what, what you want to do. And he'll stop and he'll say, Jackie, what do you want to do now? Let's, I don't care um, mm-hmm. what I want to do. It's what you want to do now. If you want to go play a game, we're going to go play a game. Mm-hmm. So, so he's very good at that. That is very good. And that's very helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we have um, uh, Miss Rachel watching and she said that she is strongly identifying as a two, yeah. although sometimes she wonders if uh, she uh, could be a four or a one. Um, yes. So let's um, let's talk about that a little bit with Lori. Lori is a four or one. You're a one. Yes. Have you ever thought you might be a four? Ones and fours, they share a line and they kind of go back and forth. So there's this connection. Does this go, this goes back to that, like the diamond where Mm -hmm. all of the numbers are on lines with other ones. Right. They have the same latitude or longitude. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so what that means is, and um, Lori, I'm put you on hold for just a minute because I'm coming back to you. Um, So when you, your number connects with a line to other numbers, um, you, well, you have a connection with them. But um, what that means is that one of those numbers is you pull qualities from that number when you're in a stressful place in your life. And the other number you pull qualities oh. from when you feel kind of like you're in a safe place and you're ready to express something different. So when I'm, I'm a nine. So when um, I am in a stressful position, I start pulling qualities from the six and the six, um, they're doers because, well, there's a community that they have to be, you know, a, a part of and everything. Yes. And so they're, they're kind of go, go, go. And, um, and so that gets me moving into action. And as opposed to wanting to just fall asleep on the couch, which is what nines would usually do. Um, and then when I'm feeling safe in a safe place, I, take qualities from the three, which is the entrepreneur. And if there's any number on the Enneagram that says, look at me and how awesome I am, it's the three. And so I start to be able to say, you know what, it's okay for me to be out there in the world and show show my strengths and and be a part of this world. So that's what those numbers mean. So for the so what one, are those for yeah, what are those for for the one? Yeah. For the one, they um the one <clears throat> when the one is kind of stressed, 
they start pulling qualities from the four. Um, Lori, would you like to talk about that a little bit? You it sounded like you have some Enneagram experience going on. So I don't, I have no clue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let me so share. like when you get, like when you get stressed, do you kind of just like, like, what is your, what, what is like, what was like your initial reaction like a while ago or like, what is your initial reaction now? Like when um, you start to get really stressed. Well, one thing I've real, what I've noticed about myself is if I am about to do something I really don't want to do, I don't know if that's necessarily a stress thing, but I get really angry and agitated. Yeah. Like I start to get really okay. cranky, mm-hmm. but on the reverse end, now that I've realized that I do that, I will stop myself and say, okay, what about this is making me get agitated? Nice. Uh, Why is this bugging me? Mm-hmm. So that I can get in there and be like, oh, okay. And then I'm not so agitated anymore. Right. Because That's, I didn't know I would just get mean. Right. Yeah. Cause so, you would do it and you would just be angry about it. Yeah. Is that right. Kind of, okay. Yeah. Because it, uh, uh, ones are part of, um, that anger is, um, part of, but it's kind of their first go-to emotion, but you don't like it because, well, anger doesn't really make you a good person, right? Quote, unquote. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and so it kind it's of goes into- not in the into, love, joy area. No, it's not right. in that love bubble. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of goes into resentment, but also ones kind of um, will put emotions to some degree at bay because um, they got stuff to do. You know, and, and there's a control thing going on mm-hmm. so that you can stay a good person. Um, so the four, when you go to the four, you start feeling what's really going on inside, not what you should be doing, or what you should be feeling, but what you really are feeling. And that's what I'm hearing you say that you've, you've become more healthy and you're like, okay, I'm angry. That is my sign to go to my four even though you're not saying this, this is subconsciously what's happening and find out what's really going on. What am I really feeling? Why am I really resisting this? Um, you know, and, and then ask yourself, I wrote an article about this resistance is futile because you're resisting. You need to find out why is, is my resistance a real thing? Like that's a bad thing for me to do, or is your resistance because you're afraid and, or whatever that is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so that's excellent. So d- does that make sense then about going to the four and yeah. being able to you feel like go there and like feel all the things instead of resistance is futile, like Borg style, which would be like to not feel anything. Right. Yes. If you're tricky, which I used to, do, I didn't want to feel it. <laughs> and just had you open that door to the yep. four and you're like, let me feel like the cascade of all the feelings before I give them to other people accidentally. Right. Exactly. Or intentionally yeah. and then regret it or something. So yeah, let it be intentional and then feel bad later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't We've do that. We've all been there. Yeah. And then the, the one, when they're feeling safe, they go to the seven and they let go and say, it's okay to not worry about these things and just have some fun. And so the from what I've heard from ones, the biggest time they do that is when they're away from home and on vacation. Because all those responsibilities of home are out of the picture and they can just relax and, and um, kind of go a little wild and have fun. Does so that physically closing the door to the, to the responsibilities? Well, I don't have to leave my house. I never go anywhere hardly. Um, but I don't know, it's probably been a good decade ago when I started my journaling journey. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I create a safe space that I go to that's in my head. So um, I can go there anytime I want to, Nice, <laughs> which I, think, I do. I it's, right behind, it's also, there's a picture behind you. Oh, my beach. It's also a lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I painted that. That's, so that's nice. Yeah. That's, that's in my safe space. Like my safe yeah. space started out as just a garden. And now there's like a bench. I sit down with Jesus and there's a beach that he took me to one day. There's a trail. I mean, like it's huge. That's uh, awesome. Up there. Mm-hmm. And so I that's a vacation people, every time. Yes. I encourage people to have that safe space in their head because then you can go there anytime you want to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're at work, you can go pop to the bathroom and be like, okay, I'm in my safe space. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, love that. Pull it back together. <clears throat> so continuing on with the lines, since we have twos and eights here, let's talk about the line between the two and the eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would uh, like to go to Kelly because Kelly your safe space is the two. Mm-hmm. And that's where you learn to be vulnerable. As you've talked about, you um, learn to express your feelings because twos are all about feelings um, as are fours. Um, so what? maybe talk about what it was like before you really started learning that and then what it's like now that you've learned to embrace your two-ness. Hmm. So certainly, so one of the analogies that I like to use a lot is Mm -hmm. that um, when I, I have an intensity of feelings and when I wasn't acknowledging or understanding that intensity of feelings, it would be expressed as a tidal wave. And Mm. now I'm a tidal uh, wave of anger a tidal wave of anger or a tidal <laughs> wave of sadness or a, t- okay. just a tidal wave of intensity mm-hmm. that would just break things. Um, right. And now I realize that I have like, I'm more of a deep ocean than a tidal wave. Okay. And so ah. I still have a lot of emotions, but I can access those emotions and see what it is that they're telling me, see what's lighting me up and use those emotions then to access my, um, my um, intuition. Nice. Nice. And my knowingness is Mm -hmm. what I call it. And um, eights also have huge gut Mm -hmm. knowing Mm -hmm. Um, like their guts tell them, where to go, what to do, what to say. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty intense from what I understand. Is that yeah. true? So does um, that, do you access that like immediately? So, uh, so I think I, I'm not, I haven't done too much with the wings, but I think I might be an eight with a nine wing. Okay. Um, so in a lot of ways for me, I had actually, um, that intensity uh, actually um separated me from a lot of people. So it was like the self-fulfilling prophecy of Mm. that sense of like being controlled and, and then having so much power that you don't have to be controlled anymore. But with that power came a huge like shield and a huge like barrier fortress. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't by block, you can't just selectively block things off. Um, So by blocking that off, I had blocked off my own access to my knowingness. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a period in my life that I had, I called it blank screen syndrome. So like I knew what I wanted and like I could talk talk it when asked or not asked because I have lots of, (laughs) I have lots of opinions. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, and, I, you know, I, I used to think that I wanted to run the world. Now I don't feel like I need to do that anymore. But um, <laughs> it's um, probably huge. <laughs> I have all the solutions to everybody's problems. Yeah. Um, but it took me a while to be able to kind of like, uh, as I broke open that vulnerability, I was able to access my own knowingness so much more. Nice. And so it was like that building that trust in myself. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and accessing it more completely. It's like completing yes. the circuit because in unhealth um, eights go to fives. So a lot of times right. it was very intellectualizing and um, you know, I talk about walking through life as a floating head because I, I know I have a lot of head knowledge, mm-hmm. um, but it it's taken me some work to kind of embody that head knowledge and be yes. more, complete and authentic. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've heard one five or one eight, um, a very, very healthy eight say that they know that that the benefit to them of going to the five is when they're under stress, they go to the five and they're able to detach from the emotions and the preconceived things and analyze the situation. And in from that distance and analyzing, they're able to say, Oh, that's what I did wrong here. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know? absolutely. And absolutely. then they can go back out and say, okay, this is what I contributed to this situation. Let's discuss it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Which still very like, much like as a, I'm also a highly sensitive person. So, I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of that really big, intense emotions. And it's just a question of how do how do you modulate that? How do you regulate that? And how do you kind of use your, you know, you can use your intellect as a tool to move into analysis. So it helps yes. modulate those emotions. But yes. one of the, th- like I was, you, you mentioned when you hear about um, your number and you have that, oh, not me. Yes. Um, so I, when I've heard about eights, I was like, oh, no, not me. But as I was doing a lot of self-reflection, um, my, uh, you know, 15, 20, when I was in my early thirties, my spouse passed away from cancer mm. and um, he had a brain tumor. And one of my unhealthy things was that I was going to intensely intellectually uh, solve can- his cancer um, mm-hmm. through the sheer force of my will and intellect. <laughs> and uh, wow. uh, that's kind yeah. of what clued into me that I was an eight. <laughs> yeah. Eights really believe they have control over their world. Over everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was telling my husband about a, a interview I heard and the, and the, and all the things, the neat things this guy did that I had no idea about and that his, the, the guy asked him something and the interviewers interviewee said, Oh, I don't have control over anything. <laughs> I have control over my response to those things, but mm-hmm. I don't have control over everything. And my husband was kind of quiet. And I was like, what are you thinking? And he goes, I'm thinking bullshit. <laughs> And I said, what, that he owns fire trucks? Like what? And he's like, no, you have control over your world. And I'm like, I am so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to catch myself sometimes where people are telling me, like when my husband is telling me about things that are going on in his world. And I'm like, I just instinctually jump in and solve problems that aren't even like, that aren't even mine, that don't even affect me. It just, Mm -hmm. I I immediately go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have I would, a really strong heart for justice too. So I think oh that's gosh. where my, my two-ness yeah. goes. Um, um, no, AIDS have a huge thing for justice. Mm-hmm. They get really un- mad at injustice and hypocrisy. Oh, 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I can, I can see and call hypocrisy like miles and miles away. Oh yes. Um, so yeah. yeah, but going to that, like accessing the two-ness and accessing that, you know, community and mm-hmm. that, that, that service mentality to others and really like, I used to kind of deal with justice again as a problem to solve. And now I kind of see it more about bringing my, my talents and skills to uh, be with others in finding communal uh, solutions. And that like, I don't have to be the one that solves all the problems. Yeah. I love that. I love love that. that. It seems like such a, such a paradox to have like, there's the eight, but then you get stressed out and then you're like, I'm going to intellectualize and solve this problem. But then you're like, I'm feeling lovely. And then you like go into the deep ocean of like community and feelings. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how many people can you be at one time? I can be lots of people at yeah. one time. <laughs> right. I feel like I have. I got my astrological chart read, speaking of other lenses, and I was like, oh, I guess there's five, at least three people in me. I know mm-hmm. I have a person for every day of my life. So I was like, well, I can just join the community mm-hmm. of, of me's. Mm-hmm. But so, that's, yeah. I mean, you were talking about the Enneagram and saying like, I think one of the, one of the lovely things about Enneagram is that it helps you. I mean, there is each... Each of us is all of the numbers. Mm -hmm. Like you dominantly express one of the numbers, but you really are tapping in in healthiness and in living in your highest authenticity. You are tapping into all of the numbers completely. So, yeah, we are nine, nine pieces. Yes. And they say that um, when when you take Enneagram theory into Christianity and and Christianity has really embraced the Enneagram, um, they believe that that center is God, Jesus, all of it. Mm -hmm. And that when you learn to embrace all nine numbers, then you find that um, Jesus within you. you. Yes, exactly. You're able to express Mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to now reverse that and talk to the twos about when you go to the eight, when you are feeling unhealthy. Uh, or when you're not, I don't want to say feeling unhealthy. I don't like that term, but you when, like when, when you're stressed out, when when you're stressed stressed out. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's when I, I turn, I turn <laughs> very confrontational. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> there, are, there are people, people who know me know when I'm stressed and I'm heading towards that. If you come up to me and say, Hey, Jackie, how's your day? They'll stand behind me and go, no. Don't ask her because (laughs) (laughs) and um, so that's something I have to watch. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. I can I can go to that (laughs) fighting stance is is what Bill calls it. So fighting stance, I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, So then I have to kind of learn to back off of that. Kind of look at what's stressing me out. Um, and just kind of sit and try to work through that. Mm-hmm. And then, then you can see, you can almost see me like relax because if I'm, if I'm in that mood of being stressed out and confrontational, my, you can tell my arm, my shoulders come up and I kind of crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I start to kind of yeah. move away from that, then I start to relax and, 
um, and more pleasant to be around. Yeah. Yeah. And so the goal is to like, uh, Suzanne Stabile talks about, um, when you go into that stress learning to be to the, to the high side of the eight, when you get there and Mm -hmm. to maybe not have that stress with it, but still have that force behind it. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's something I, I'm still learning and trying to talk. It's hard. Because it's really (laughs) hard because Uh I am, I, I am such a two, I'm always a helper. I'm always mom. You know, Mm -hmm. people will come to me, ask me advice. Um, and that I don't, because of that, I don't normally take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So I can go from being mom to being, you know, the fighter. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have to really work on kind of, uh, getting away from that. Yeah. Or learning to uh, recognize when you're going there, yes, and mm-hmm. and breathing and yes. having setting up those boundaries, yes, and setting up those boundaries, and also um, telling people what's making me so angry, expressing it because I can go, um, like I said, if I if I get that fight in me, then I bring up everything that's happened in the last month. <laughs> Um, that I haven't ever said about because I haven't um, expressed what my needs are because I'm too busy taking care of everybody else's needs. They say twos are the biggest. We're the, we're the longest standing grudge holders. Yeah. We're like the the heavyweight grudge holder champions. They call (laughs) it chaining. (laughs) And it is, I am known in my family for that because for example, my uncle, um, he was supposed to come visit one time and he totally blew us off to go do something else. And he called my father and he said, I, um, I didn't go see Jackie. <laughs> and my father said, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> my father said, you're going to be paying for that one for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yes, I, yes, we can be grudge holders too. So, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah. different from the eight for, cause in my experience with the eights that I know, which is more than just my husband, that when someone has pushed you that far, you're like, you're dead to me. Like there's no grudge. There's no emotion put into it. It's just done. You know, yeah. I, you know, I've never had that experience. My, no? my spouse who is a one has certainly had that experience. Um, yeah, I, I think Lori's nodding. Yeah, <laughs> yep, you're just done. Me, yeah, we're done. There's a, you know, there's that connection with the two that mm. I always like. I always uh, relationships are still pretty important. Yeah. So I might, um, I might not push somebody else out of my life, but I might armor up more mm-hmm. against them. Yeah. So, and I've also heard that eights have a. a a more like their inner circle, the ones that they really trust. Yeah. It's pretty small. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't push those people out. You, Mm -hmm. you would, you wouldn't do that to them. Um, But maybe people outside of that circle. (laughs) While twos have a a giant circle of people Mm -hmm. that are important Mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I can give the cold shoulder pretty hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, one yeah. of our uh, one of our watchers, uh, Rachel said. Uh, <coughs> she Rachel said she's strongly identifying with the type two, and she said her partner is an eight. So when she gets stressed, um, he meets his match. He meets his match. <laughs> yep, I, her energy meets his, and they In which right um, yeah, yeah. The eight zone. Yeah, to which I understand sometimes eights kind of kind of smile at like yeah. You know, yeah, bring it. <laughs> bring it. Yeah. Bring it on. Yep. <laughs> so, and that's yeah. something I've had to learn to do with my husband that sometimes I have to bring my energy up to meet his um for him to really hear me sometimes. And mm -hmm. um and that's that's good practice for me. Mm -hmm. Because um otherwise I would not, not. I think I have a stronger eight wing. Yeah. And I go stuff. like from zero to 60 really fast too. Yeah. So you can just turn yeah. the switch on, turn the switch on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. So I think what we can do now is uh, Marla, we seem, we think we have audio on Marla, but we don't have video. So um, she's going to be there hopefully. And uh, we can have a little chat with her and then. Yes. Uh, after this, we're going to talk a little bit more about where to get more resources and you each get, I'm going to pick you all out an Enneagram affirmation. All right, Marla, yeah. can you say something? Yes. Can you hear <gasps> me? Yay! Yay! <laughs> it's love your voice, Marla. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So Marla, um, you, um, you, what number do you think you are? Or you're not sure. Um, I did take this uh, a few years ago um, before COVID when I went to a workshop, uh, the women's workshop at Allerton. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in between two different ones. Um, I want to say helper was one of them. And then I can't really remember the other one. Um maybe like a loyalist or something six. Okay. Um, so, uh, Heidi said you took the test and you, the top numbers you came up with were two, four and six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's interesting is that, um, let's see. So the, the two and the four are connected, um, by a number. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the six is, uh, um, I don't want to say passive aggressive. There's another number there or another word there that says that. So the two and the six are related in that. Um, and then one number that kind of connects all of those really is the one because the one and the two are next to each other. The one and the four are connected and one and six is often look like each other. So my first question is, as we've been talking about the one, I don't know if you've been able to hear the idea of wanting to be a good person being the most important thing in your life. Um, does that resonate with you at all? That gave you spidey um, sense. I think that uh, for me, it's more, um, I just want to, to do everything for everybody else, make sure everybody else is comfortable all the time. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I don't like conflict, but then at the same time, as I've gotten older, uh, I just 
I, I have a short fuse for tolerance for injustice. Like you were talking about earlier. I'm not sure which number that was, but mm -hmm. um, it just, I take everything to heart. I wear it all out. Uh, there's not a, how are you feeling Marla? Because my eyes, my body expression, everything shows exactly how I'm feeling all the time. I've never been one that's been able to hide that. But I also feel like when I'm around people, especially ones that I don't know, um, that I'm not, you know, comfortable with yet, I feel like I have to be on. And okay. I, and I, it's strange because I started using that term before I really knew what that meant to be mm -hmm. on, you know, to try and be cheerful all the time and happy and, and what everybody else wants you to be. Um, because, you know, nobody wants the Debbie Downer. Nobody wants the, <laughs> well, <laughs> nobody I'll, wants to really know how you are. They just yeah. want you to say, great. And then let's move on, you know? So. Right. That all sounds very, 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 very too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds very too. Exactly. We have an overwhelming amount of twos on this call. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> but I was joking earlier um, in my yoga class this morning. Um, you know, I said, I can't go too late today because I have this thing afterwards. And they said, oh, yeah. And they asked, and who's on it? And I said, well, we've got lots of twos because twos want to be involved. <laughs> twos, we want twos. all like... I yeah, mean, you got the host. I'm a two W three, so I'm like, I'm the host, and I'm the one. Of course, I put that that question in. How are you taking care of yourself today? There couldn't be more a more two question out there. I think. Yes, <laughs> and twos they want to be they want to be part of what's going on, and they love people, and um, they love things like this. You know, and finding out what other people are and what and investigating themselves and relationships because this is all about relationships, which is why we've been talking about our relationships with other people. And um, yeah, it's it's to heaven. <laughs> Suzanne Stabile, who's my favorite teacher, she's a two on the Enneagram. And I, I love her because she's been studying it for years, but because she's a two, I think she's very, when she's been talking to other people and asking them their number and learning about them. She, she's a two, so she can tune in and really start to understand how that person feels, what makes them tick. That I mean, that's that's a two superpower is that they can read other people and know what they need. So, um, yeah. We, yeah. Well, we look at them. Mm -hmm. That yeah. definitely associates with me. I mean, I can see a friend when I used to be teaching and I would just pass them in the hallway and I would be like, something's up with them today. I need to check in mm, with them. Yeah. Make sure they're all right. Um, or if a friend like is explaining something and, and crying about it, it's like the tears just automatically come um, yeah. I'm around people that are, you know, really uh, confident and happy with themselves and in a good place. It immediately brings me up. It's mm -hmm. just, yeah. I really reflect off of everything that's going on. In, yeah. in the world with people. I've always loved psychology because I think it's just fascinating to see how the brain works and how yep. it's just everything. So, so um, <clears throat> I know this child that I believe is a two and um, his teacher calls him the child whisperer. He's like, <laughs> I believe 11. And um, 
he can just tell when one of his classmates is having a bad day and he'll go over and talk to them and kind of just cheer them up or just be their friend for the day. And when I asked the mom, well, who are his best friends? She said, he doesn't really have best friends. He's friends with everybody in the class. And I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> and that child is a two, a budding two. So that <laughs> two child, so oh, go, go ahead. I was going to say that two child grows up and turns into someone like whenever I go into any social situation whatsoever, I always scan to see if anyone looks uncomfortable and then I go talk to them. And do you do this consciously or subconsciously? I, I used to do this subconsciously, but now, now I'm just like, when I kind of look in a room, I was like, who can I, you know, who can I just chat with and connect with and, and see mm-hmm. if they need anything? I yeah. could be because I'm a two W three and I'm like, I, I'm always a hostess, even if I'm not hosting. And so I like <laughs> to take care of everybody. Yeah. So I used to also put all my stuffed animals to bed every night. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, Heidi, I did the same all the stuffed animals. And then when my parents said, you can either share your canopy bed with your younger sister um, and we'll keep it, or you guys are going to get twin beds, but you're going to have to find a new spot for your animals to go. And I was like, well, guess we're going to have to do twin beds because the animals aren't going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Great. All right. Well, I think it's time. I've absolutely adored this discussion and I think it's time to do some Enneagram affirmations. So I will, um, I downloaded a resource from the website that has a bunch of different. So I'm going to have you each pick a number between one and something, and then I will, I will go to that. So Lori, we're going to start with you pick a number between one and 78. Seven. Seven. All right. Your, oh, that's a type nine. Whoops. There we go. Seven is my needs are important. Mm. <laughs> that is your, that is your affirmation. All right, Kelly, pick a number between one and 89. Uh, 48. 48. 48 is I trust the process of life. Mm. Love that. All right. I'm going to say that to my husband and, and see what happens. <laughs> Do you trust, trust the process? I want to know what he says. I, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Jackie, pick a number between one and 112. Oh. I know uh, there's a lot for this one. 92. Oh, 92. Let's scroll all the way down here. Oh, this one's, I feel like this is applicable. I pay attention to my own needs. <laughs> that is <very> yes. <laughs> and, and Rachel, if you're still there, you pick a number as well. And we'll, we'll give you an affirmation for being a two. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. All right. Marla. Chart. Yeah. Marla. A number. Uh, 19. 19. Okay. Do, 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 do. Is. I give without unspoken expectations. I feel like that really describes like my childhood. My mom took this test and she came up as a two. She's like, I'm not a two. I'm a one because she's like a perfectionist. So she wants to be a one. Um, Hello, Facebook user. We are still live. Just so you know, we are here. (laughs) Yes. If you know what your number is, we'll give you an affirmation. Yes. All right. All right. Rachel said 28, number 28. Oh, 28. All right. 
Rachel, your affirmation is my happiness does not depend on pleasing others. That is as solid. That is a yes. solid one. And then All right. our oh, fa- Facebook user. A Facebook user is an Enneagram one. So pick a number between what? One in a hundred? One in 78. A one one in 78. Or a one. Mm -hmm. Pick a number to one in 78 and we'll give you an affirmation for being an Enneagram one. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, oh, three. three. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Three. I, oh, I accept that many truths lead to the universal truth. Oh, that's a tough one. That that is a tough one because um, ones have a hard time with the idea that the world is gray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very black and white, right and wrong, and that there can be more than one more right than, answer. Yes, more than one right answer, more than one way to do something. Um, so I'm going to give that to my husband and see what he has to say. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to pick one like for it. him? Do you want to pick one for him? Your husband? No. Okay. I was going to say, he ain't going to like that one. He ain't going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to pick one. So between one and one twelve, I'm going to just say 55. Sounds like a nice roundy, roundy number to me. Oh, the better I feel about myself, the better I feel about others. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. I would say that would be true for all of us. Um, But yes, especially a two. Yes. Yes. That is one truth that leads to the universal truth. Yes. Yes. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, we'll put them in there. All right. So do I get one? Oh, yes. Thank you. Because I'm a nine and I'm I'm just going to quietly speak up and say (laughs) me too. Okay. (laughs) Between one and 87. Um, Let's do 87. Going at the, for the end. I embrace change. Hmm. Okay. There you go. Yes. That's small yet, small yet powerful. <laughs> can you right take there. Heidi's? Yes, you can take Heidi's <laughs> affirmation <laughs> if you want it. Absolutely. <laughs> if it spoke to you, then just go, go yes. for it. Mm-hmm. Go for right. it. For, for sure. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for being on. I'm going to, uh, we're going to go back to just Heather and I, and we're just going to do a quick wrap up on how to get more information Jackie, Kelly, Lori, and Marla, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for being here. You've made it so fun. I loved it. You are a Brady Bunch guinea pigs, and and I appreciate (laughs) each and every one of you and your smiles (laughs) and showing up today. And and I appreciate all the people who came on and listened and participated in the comments. And um, you, if you're watching afterwards, please comment. We'd love to read them after. So, yeah. Um, and All so right, for th- Heather. Yes. Yes. Those of you who are interested in learning more, um, there is a uh, link up above for a free 30 minute um, coaching session, one on one coaching session. You're welcome to sign up for that. I would love to talk to you. And um, after that, or if you just want to jump right in, there are um, our sessions. I did not put the link to that. I can put the link to that. Um, yes, our the, one-on-one the, sessions. The classes. Yeah. And the coaching. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then um, we, I also have an Enneagram class every Monday night at 630 Mountain Time. Um, and it's a $10 drop-in. Uh, Jackie is often there. 
And um, Rachel, who was commenting, she is often there. Right now, we're going through Suzanne Stubiel's book, um, The Path Between Us, which is about relationships. Um, but you are welcome to jump in at any time. We would love to have you. And um, that link is in there as well. And I will, oh, it's yeah. over here. Yeah, we'll get all the link. We'll get all the links to the book and the classes and coaching and everything in there. Yes, make sure. So, um, anyway, sure. and that's that's it. And I love talking about the enneagram. And so, if you are interested in it all, I will talk your ear off. So, yes, Heather, thanks so much for for uh, indulging my curiosity today and and making it making it happen. And uh, if you are watching this. And you want a brief overview and a little quiz, a little quiz about what your Enneagram number is. You can just Facebook uh, DM us or put below, send me the quiz and I can send you a link to download that um, within the next week or so. Mm -hmm. so. Great. Thank you, right. Heidi. Oh, you're welcome, Heather. And our next show, uh, we're going to be doing an Independence Day celebration. Yes. We'll be talking about um, just, well, how important it is to stand in your power and um, be independent. How hard so, awesome it is. How hard. how hard awesome it is. That's true. Yeah. How awesome, how worth it it is to find that place and to be a, a soul within yourself living your your purpose, your power and shining your light. How's that? Amen. <laughs> yeah. And with that comes joy, which um, Heidi, would you like to talk about your peel your onion um, real quick? Yeah. So my, my peel your onion, the doors are closing actually today. So if you're watching this June 1st, uh, my first round of peeling your onion is uh, it's an experience that kind of gets you to peel through all those different layers of how you relate um, to like your work or all the different relationship layers and all that kind of stuff to, uh, start to take, build a resilient mindset, you know, figure out what that, those pesky feelings are telling you and, uh, really dive into taking brave steps forward. So, mm -hmm. um, and it's yeah, how many being weeks? able to stand, stand in your own power. So it's four weeks, one hour each. That is the first round. And there were the second round will be coming in late August, early September. Yes. And Heidi's awesome. And it will be a wonderful journey. So if you want to peel some of your layers off and come down to your authentic joy, um, that is your first step. Yeah. You just want, it's kind of just like a tool, a multi-tool that I will give you that you could, you can use and, you know, whip out, you know, you need, sometimes you need a screwdriver. Sometimes you just need the, you know, the toothpick. You just never know. And uh, yeah, it gives you some some really good life tools to, to kind of navigate and discover more of your awesome self. All right. And we will put the, we'll put the link to the peeling your onion information also in there. So I think that's it for us. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks to all Thank of our you. guests. Thank for you indulging everybody. Us. Thank you for being open and, and sharing. And it's, um, it's really um, an honor. So thank you. All right. Until, uh, until next time, sending you a, uh, Happiness, joy, and freedom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs>